Yeah, right. And I think that's where, like, all the divers right now are getting to is they're like, what the hell? Yeah. And, I mean, the other side of it is nobody's questioning anybody. I get, you know, hey, we got these scientists out here, but we got to question. You can't just get spoon-fed kit and do as you're told. You, you got to say, okay, look, we need more information. We need to know really what's going on here. Uh, but it's like shoved down. No, if we don't do it right now, all y'all going to die. Yeah, it's uh, very politically incorrect right now to uh, to question anything that's on the TV. Yes, it is very political. And that's not, you know, not uh, accidental. Political correctness is, is out there for a reason. Keeps us in our pens. The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. Do as they're told. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Back to the Great Dive <laughs> podcast with, uh, with, uh, who we got? Um, I'm give me liberty or give me death guy, but. Oh, me, okay. with, uh, give me liberty or give me death, Brando. Yeah. And yes, sir, Gestapo man, Jamesy. <laughs> yes, sir. Show me your papers. Out of your papers. That's just that's just around the corner. That's what's around the corner. You got you got people there in our our capital actually that we've elected, and I say we, I don't mean me. That people that are actually calling for shut everything down, grocery stores, uh, everything. You can't do anything, and you got to have papers to be even walking the streets. That's what they're asking for. Frightening. That's when, uh, when you let fear, yeah, you let fear, you know, run your mental decision-making process. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the the next the next step of this. And it, it's so big and so so global. It, it's it's like mind-boggling that most yeah. anyone can't even believe if it's real. Exactly. <laughs> because it's so extreme. It is world-changing. It is going to be life-changing for the entire world. Um, anyway. Yeah, but, so uh, I, I, I did the old, yes, what, uh, what are you doing? Uh, with, are you polishing the dive gear? What are you doing? <laughs> is that what they're calling that now? So I'm out in my garage. I got, you know, from the move over here, all of my stuff is in is in big tubs, all of my old magazines, which I gave you a, a bunch. But I was going through uh, this one tub that has all my old receipts from like the 90s, uh, late 80s, like because I, I saved every receipt of anything I ever bought because I wanted to add up how much money I 
spent on scuba, right? So I saved all these receipts. Wait, wait, wait. Did you, did you get to the total yet? Is it anywhere near that stimulus bill that just got passed? No, it's about three quarters. We're there. We're approaching stimulus bill numbers. But, um, anyway, I'm going through all this stuff and I've got all my old, like, owner's manuals. I'm so, like, my old data track computer. I was like, I was thinking that would be cool to, like, compare what those look at the owner's manual and go, okay, this is what this one did back then. Has anything really changed, you know, and compare it to one of the newer ones? But I, it was interesting just to see all that, uh, all these different owner's manuals that I kept of everything. And I'm very reluctant to throw them out. I was like, this is like a whole tub of crap that I don't really need. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I threw out, like we used to keep so many of those old computer owner's manuals at the shop, like years ago, you know, uh, we would have just a huge box just full of them. There's like how many extra copies of, Oceanic, goddamn <laughs> manuals. Do we need Jesus Christ? One of them, okay. Yeah, sixty-three. <laughs> don't we don't need sixty-three of the same manual? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway, so I was going through all that. I, I a bunch of my of old like um, double hose regulators and things like that. I I pulled out. I like to do something with those instead of keeping them in a box. You know. So that's what I was doing. I, I was uh, going through some of that. It's, you know, that's what takes a bunch of time because you start looking at that stuff. And uh, I have all my old student records from uh, teaching for GUE. Ran across all your old stuff, you know, you, uh, all a bunch of us, you know, a bunch of the buddies here. And a lot of them, I'm like, oh, that's how I know this guy. He's an old student. He's <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know he was an old student. Yeah. Yeah, well. Well, hey, listen, I uh, in my uh, boredom and struggles of uh, being home alone all day. Mm-hmm. Um, Movie traps for burglars. <laughs> yes. I've got uh, bungee-strapped uh, split fin on a, on a spring-loaded hinge right above my... Door, so if somebody breaks in it, like slaps them in the face, both sides of the head, like right out yeah. of like Home Alone kind of a. You need to put it on a scooter motor so that when they open the door, it hits the trigger and the fin just continually goes around. That's like, oh! yeah, and then maybe a snorkel somewhere in there that just a split fin would just do that. That is a good use for a split fin right there because it would go twice twice as many whacks. The, uh, the snorkels in the floorboard. So that laps up and hits him in the nuts. I was going to say, he comes up, gets him in the crotch. Nice. So in my sitting around looking online, mm-hmm. I did find an article about how to be a diver without getting wet on Scuba Diving Magazine. Talking oh. about your, when you're sitting around at home during a, this global pandemic. Yeah. Or, uh, or even if there was like a big natural disaster at your dream destination, um, or any any way that you're limited and not able to get in the water, they can give us ten ways to stay involved in the scuba community despite not being able to go down. Nice. Okay, I'm listening. Just because you can't travel right now, Brando, doesn't mean no. that you can't stay involved with the diving community. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say something like, doesn't mean you can't travel in your mind. You can get some magic mushrooms from your backyard. Is that what that uh, is out there? <laughs> exactly. I'm just looking right I now. Thought, uh, I thought... Those were, uh, you know, pine trees at first, but now as I, I'm zooming in on your, your uh, hammer, that does look like a big, giant marijuana tree. <laughs> it's a marijuana tree. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> How'd you get a peyote cactus to grow in Michigan? That's, uh, that's what I want to know. Special fertilizer. Yes, well, that is one way. You know, you could, uh, you could take a mind trip with some psychedelics. There you go. Or you could you could you could just you know sit at home and meditate, get out uh, get out of that prefrontal cortex of your brain and into into that happy place and zone <laughs> in, remembering that that dive. You know, it's kind of like almost like as good as being there. Nice, yeah, it is actually. I would think uh, I can't speak from experience. Unless, you know, unless you really got going in one of those trips, got kind of bad, and you started remembering some terrible dive for you. <laughs> no. ah, some students. Some students. <laughs> ah, ah, you got, you, got uh, you started having a, a bad trip of uh, the, one of your worst students. That could be a terrible, terrible, you know. So here's, here's 10 well, other ways to give us. Oh, I was going to say, you, if you do, there is that hazard of that bad trip. Like you go back in a classroom and it, they're all engineering students and engineers, all your students. And they, they're all like polymer experts on, on the makeup of regulator bodies. And, right. Uh, you might have one that's like trying to tell us to use neon as an inert gas to, you know, <laughs> help with decompression. You no, know, I was thinking about uh, this mass clearing that you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> Got this machine I've I've invented. <laughs> I mean, you've got this, you've got the snorkel, you've got the snorkel right there attached to it. <laughs> There's no reason why you couldn't, why you couldn't connect the two of these together, and uh, as you blinked your eyes, you could actually create a pump. Created a positive pressure inside the mass. It, it wouldn't be very difficult at all. In fact, I've got a couple of couple of things we can add right here. I've got some prototypes here. Well, why don't we use your nose? Uh, good question. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to lead it astray. Back to uh, back to the top ten. <laughs> That's good. Are you sure you don't got an engineer in you, James? Because that that idea. That Come from nowhere. <laughs> That's been up there growing, hasn't it? <laughs> well, uh, let me. I got uh, the notes right here on my bar napkin. <laughs> That's where it's from, exactly. Well, this is from an Alexandra Gillespie, uh, and it says this isn't the first time, or unfortunately the last, that global events interfere with exploring the world connecting with communities and preserving the ocean. Hurricanes can upend islands and reefs, and tsunamis can wash away beachside communities, or maybe something in your own life gets in the way of your plans. A family illness keeps you close to home, or job loss strains your budget. But when times get tough, divers get going. You don't have to become a member of this global community of adventurers without grit and passion. 
Here's how to channel your adoration for the underwater world, no matter what. And uh, I kind of kind of like how she's putting the spin of this of okay, we do have this global pandemic going right now that's preventing us from going, but there's a, lots of stuff in our lives that happen over over just normal life in the past that have definitely gotten in the way of people being able to go and do the dives that they were going to do. And uh, a lot of divers, like you and I talk about a lot, you know, are divers specifically for the one trip they're about to take, and they forget mm. that there's so much other ways that you can keep diving. I mean, as simple as, you know, uh, doing, you know, a local dive, and, you know, diving isn't just your trip to Bali that got washed out because of the tsunami, right? There's so much more to be able to do it. So she gives a... a Gives us a couple of cool little things to to think of in addition, not only during this pandemic, but if something happens in the future. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. And the, the first one is you can start your next dive certification. Like oh, in this in this digital world that we have, I mean, a lot of certifications are going online anyways. As far as the the classroom materials, right? You can get digital versions of all the classes nowadays and a lot of the agencies are offering up a you know a discount just to, to bring money in for, for a lot of these places a lot of these agencies and it's not that you're going to do i mean i know a lot of the a lot of the big agencies are trying to turn the classes into just digital online classes with uh, just a quick little meetup with a with your actual instructor which yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that myself. Uh, but doing, you know, you know, getting your hands, you know, at the click of a button into the the course materials that you can start getting a getting a feel for, so that you're ready to go when you when you do get to actually do the the class time and, and dry run work with an instructor. That I'm I'm all about. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I I just got uh, I just got offered uh, to be one of the first instructors to pilot this new program that we're doing at UTD, which is we're working on doing this coaching program. Yeah. Where, you know, you can get regular work with an instructor going over really everything to make diving more of a lifestyle, like going over training as well as nutrition and hydration and exercise, core exercise, like being just better equipped. Like if you were training for a, triathlon or anything like that like you'd have a coach we're, we're so we're piloting this new program that we're going to be working on pretty interesting stuff Groovy. that you could also you know use it to get that practice in to advance to the next level of your certification or if you're one of those people that i've, I've really taken every single class i had ever want to take i've got all the certifications but you still want things to work on things to improve so kind of a cool little program we're, we're getting going. Yeah, it sounds good. It's, a, you know, along the lines of a mentorship, which I've always been a proponent of. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, like with scuba, you know, this is the, the, the talk that we were having along the way of building this is everybody knows and calls this, you know, sport diving. And in really every other sport that you would get into, you've got a coach. You don't really have an instructor where you you do one weekend of training with, and then you yeah. know everything that you need to know about it. You know, in every other sport that you would do, you're coached 
and you practice and you work on it week after week after week after week because what really gets you to the level of comfort and ability and the mastery is that repetition and the practice. It's not looking at it, seeing it one time, and you've got it. Right. So, yeah, so we're going to see where this uh, coaching model goes with UTV coming up here soon. So, so kind of exciting. But for everybody, you know, uh, start, you can, you can get out there and get started on your certification by doing some online materials and online courses through the agencies directly, or, uh, you can contact your local shops and, uh, like, cause I mean, not all the shop owners and managers are still responding to Facebook and responding to emails and answering phone calls. You know, so, uh, I mean, all that stuff's digital nowadays. So you can still get in contact with your shops out there if you're looking for information people. No, that's, uh, definitely a possible, you know, uh, uh, something to turn to. It keeps you uh, somewhat thinking scuba wise. So yeah, especially for the new people, like, like for different. the new people, like those new people out there that got certified at the end of last year locally. And now it's springtime and they were itching to go diving. Yeah. Aren't allowed uh, to handle their trip, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I am super curious to see how the industry handles this uh, when and if it, it all comes back. Number two is you can research your local dive sites so you're ready to jump in at a moment's notice. <laughs> so, something. Yeah, so she's uh, saying that it's not necessary to jet across the world to log quality water time. Quarries, rivers, and lakes nearby are accessible, fun options that can provide a new experience if you don't live seaside and provide the easiest way to get wet quickly when shelter in place and other restrictions are lifted. There you go. And that's something that you and I talk about all the time is... So many of those people got certified because they were doing a trip to Cayman Islands or they said, hey, uh, you know, they saw some scuba diving on a TV show and they're like, hey, let's get certified so we can go do this dive. And they pick some place like some fancy tropical destination, you know, not even realizing that now that they're a certified diver, they've got places right in their own state, right in their own backyard, you know, uh, hour drive, a two-hour drive, a three-hour drive away that are fun, interesting, cool dives that they never yeah. even knew about. Yeah, well, a lot of shops don't even open that possibility up either, though. So, They're, yeah, do some research on your own. Yeah, and that's where, you know, getting online and, and researching it via just a, a Google search or even getting into some of these groups on Facebook of people diving in your area will open up your eyes to a lot of new possibilities that you didn't even realize you had. And it'll it'll help show you who to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you need to well, you do probably want to sit down and have a heart to heart with yourself of what uh, what boundaries you want to have with what you're about to read and see. Yeah, I, and and beware of getting into discussions that that sometimes, you know, get a little hairy and a lot of people are very adamant about their points of view. So there's no, <laughs> you can get into an argument uh, on the scuba pages really easy. Um, well, yeah, very easily because people get so, de- I think people get so defensive of the money that they've spent on equipment. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, yeah, so there's 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 probably uh, for for those new people there's there's good things and there's bad things that you could come across when you're looking at those yeah. groups on Facebook. Yeah, that's my only point with it all is just be what's the word? Just be careful. Be, you got to be aware of most people are coming from a place of opinion. Yeah, there's the armchair divers. Yes. Well, there you go. Internet yeah, that describes yeah. it very well, yeah. So, and they know they know a lot because they've read a lot of forums, and they, they you know, there's a, an argument on paper, and then there's an argument in real life, real diving. So, so be aware of that. Another thing you can do is you can purchase a gift card for your favorite dive resort or local dive shop for later use. Well, I'm going to have to jump in there. It's it's a good idea. If there was a, like, we knew that place is still going to be in operation. Now, how, I mean, that money ain't coming back to you when you purchase it, if it goes under. They're not going to be like, oh, well, we have these 200 people that purchase gift cards out there. Let's send them their money back. And then, well, we ain't got no money to send back. That, that is a uh, very scary possibility. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, that's, yeah that's what I, I hadn't really thought of. You know, what the... What if a lot of these shops don't make it? You know, a lot of these stores out there, I mean, there's gonna, there's like going to be some big, I'm not even talking scuba, but there's going to be some big retailers, big, uh, big places that, that don't make it through this. That's the, that's the scary thing for me that, that what this shutdown is really doing potentially. Oh yeah. The, the cure is worse than the disease in this particular instance. And in my humble opinion, when you, when you see the devastation that it's going to wreak on the economy, which means people's pocketbook, which means their their livelihood, they're 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 going to be in trouble. They're going to be in very big economic trouble. I mean, can you take a, somebody like um like like a local scuba shop that's that wants to get right back out there and get get to teaching? And uh, assuming this thing doesn't, let's say it ends next week, and they say, okay, everybody can get right back to work. All businesses are back open again. Okay, well, scuba class is supposed to start Tuesday night. Yeah, who's? Going I don't think to there's going to be anybody showing up to class. They're going to be like, whoa, you know, uh, I just went through financial hardships myself. I need to, you know, rebuild my bank account. Uh, or there's going to be the those social fears of like, oh, we got to uh, share air in, in this scuba class. We got to be, you know, right right next to each other uh, uh, in the pool and underwater and putting together gear and everything. There's <laughs> going to be those fears that people have for a while, psychologically, I think. The coronavirus won't, won't die. Um, so, yeah, yeah there's going to be there's gonna be businesses that are going to be struggling for a while, even when they do lift this. Yes, a lot of them. A lot of, the, you know, restaurants, bars that have been shut down for – you know, a month, two months it can be tough. Yeah, like when you when you go when you say to yourself, "Oh, I've I've really you know grown comfortable with eating at home and I I, I took <laughs> uh, French cuisine classes on YouTube for the last uh, month and a half. I'm a hell of a chef. I don't need to go yeah. out and eat. Any, I don't want to go out and eat anymore. And yeah, there's gonna be a lot of that weird stuff that is totally gonna change the dynamic of of day to day life. Oh yeah, this is this ain't over. Even when it's over, it ain't over. 
Number four is uh, you could you could get your gear serviced in this time of this shutdown. She says keeping gear in safe working condition is vital for divers yeah. at any time. Even if some of us break into a sweat at the idea of losing access to our gear for a few days or weeks, if you know you're not hitting the water for a while, it's the perfect time to drop off your gear for its annual servicing. You won't miss it, and your local shop will appreciate the business. They're not allowed to work right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of us are just the doors locked and shut, you know, so... I get it, and and hopefully uh, we'll hear something later with the uh, with how this shut in is going to change. I mean, I've told people, you know, I told the boss at my shop that if somebody needs, you know, desperately needs something serviced, that he, if he gets a call or an email to let me know, I mean, I'll take care of it. But essentially, yeah, that's kind of shut down until we can get back to work. Really, now yeah, uh, so, now some some businesses I know still have the ability to, I mean, aren't under the same orders, you know, in different places in different states. So some places might have the ability to to be able to stay open for something like that, you know, not not necessarily have the, the doors open for you to drop off, but you could make a make an appointment to drop gear off to uh, to the owner or manager and get get your specific gear serviced. See that's what goes on in my mind is you could have done things like that. Make appointments for service type things there's one one a couple people working in the shop working you know six feet away all you know but to completely shut down so many businesses that really need the money and work to continue day-to-day basis right i mean if people if people can go to the grocery store right right? and they're i mean they're still bumping bumping carts into each other and they're lined up at the the meat right. counter and meat, they're lined up. They're trying to make some social distancing to keep people away. Uh, right. they're, they're, realistic. And they're recommended that people are wearing masks and gloves and sanitizing. If you can do all of that at the grocery store and you can do all of that at, at a lot of these stores that are still open, like I don't understand why you can't do that at a dive shop. Right. You know, restrict, I, I, restrict the amount of people coming into the shop at a time, which a dive shop I mean, if there's six customers in the di- the whole dive shop at a time, for most dive shops, that's a really busy day. I mean, right. a lot of times at the dive shop, you go hours with, with nobody really coming in in a Midwestern dive shop. So there's no reason why we couldn't stay clean, keep things sanitized, and operate a business. Like, I, I, I don't get the whole point of the shutdown for that. Yeah, so uh, another one. Number five is you could purchase new gear. Well, there you go. Right when you're when you're on a budget, they say it can be hard to pick between a trip and a toy. If life leaves you landlocked, you can free space in your budget to splurge on the latest and greatest gear that you've eyed for months. Get some new stainless steel bolt snaps. There you go. <laughs> or uh, like. Now, keep in mind, she did uh, say that, you know, not only in times of this pandemic, but like if you're on a, like if you had a trip planned to some island that just got devastated by a hurricane or tsunami or something and the, and the trip gets blown off and you don't get to, to go, so you get that big two, three thousand, four thousand dollar refund. What are you going to do with yeah. it? Ah, yeah, maybe I will get that, those new regs that I've been eyeballing that 
that I didn't want to spend the money on because I was doing this trip or that new computer that I was thinking about getting but didn't want to spend the, the grand on it yeah. while spending all the money on the trip. It's a good way to go. And they say that uh, many shops are in the process of upgrading or creating online stores. So you can do this from home or even launching a curbside pickup, which is something that, you know, again, like, like you could email a dive shop and say, hey, I've got a grand I want to spend, and I was looking at that computer before you guys, you know, got forced to close up. Any way we can uh, make an arrangement, I'm sure your local dive shop would be happy to help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get a hold of them. That's that's an option, brother. Right, because uh, you know all these dive shops that have been, you know, uh, you know here we are. We're, we're coming out of that slow time of of the winter, you know, for a lot of the shops in our area, right, who, who are really looking forward to the spring as, as being a necessary time of an influx of money coming in, because right? none of those bills that ramped up over the winter are going to go away for these shop owners. So they would be happy for you to be able to spend a couple of bucks with them just by shooting them a message. Now, here's an interesting one that I, I wasn't really thinking of off the top of my head, but um, again, in in uh, in more ways than just specifically this pandemic of COVID nineteen that we're dealing with, they mentioned you can donate to conservation and scuba nonprofits that are out there. <laughs> anytime, anytime that you're uh, you're you're away from scuba diving, if we look at where the this article originally was talking, not just in this pandemic, but if you want to conserve the ocean, support shipwreck research or aid soldiers and overcoming PTSD through coral gardening, times like these are perfect to extend a helping hand to make sure the dive community is always there for our oceans and for each other. So there are, there are a lot of good organizations out there that if you're looking to stay active with the scuba community, but you know that you're not in a position where you're going to be able to go diving, that's a great one to do. Sure. You can do something to make yourself feel good about yourself and you're staying active. You're, you're getting news and updates and hearing information, probably seeing videos and blogs and stories that, that are going to keep your brain thinking about scuba. It's a good way to do it. I'm agreeing. It's not bad. Uh, it, I mean, like our friends up there in uh, Thunder Bay, the Marine Sanctuary up there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways you can still stay active with organizations like that. Yeah. Via the stuff that they're doing online, on Facebook, and all those different communities there. Well, that's something you can do any any time, too, not just pandemic time. So, yes. Yeah, and number seven is you can connect with other divers online and online scuba groups, like we were talking about right there and a little bit earlier, right? Now you're talking and it'll allow you to it's keep hot. building your scuba community. The more buddies, the better. Uh, I mentioned that Scuba Diving Magazine offers an online community for diving gearheads. Um, our sister publication, Sport Diver, has one for scuba travel tips. Patty also has several online diving communities. Whether you're new to diving, you want to scour for future travel ideas, or just to meet divers around the globe, Right. You can get into all these online groups and communities, which are perfect places to get into arguments. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you don't have enough arguing in your life. Why don't you get into an argument with someone who knows it all? 
<laughs> Do you think you know everything about scuba diving? Well, there's well, three people I, here. <laughs> people here ready to tell you you don't. You don't. Well, the thing is, the beauty of the Internet is it seems that it's chocked full of experts in disease, you know, infectious disease experts, scuba experts, political experts. It's chocked. It's everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. The funny thing is, it's like when you go out and you see our political systems a mess, they must be needed there. You see this infectious disease pandemic going on. These experts must be needed there. And if you ever go diving on a charter boat, there's definitely some experts needed. So it seems they're all on the Internet, but they're not out there actually in real life. That's what it seems like to me. <laughs> fear, uh, fear the expert. <laughs> fear the expert. The name that keeps popping up that is responding to each and every person out there every single comment there's a, a, a reply you keep seeing that name over and over that might be an indicator that you're dealing with it with an expert it could be jeff fox where they knew uh you might be an expert if you know everything about everything because your brother-in-law knows somebody who's an expert <laughs> you might be an expert if if you can find a similarity between scuba diving, the Illuminati, and COVID-19, <laughs> you, might, you might be an expert. You might be an expert. <laughs> the Illuminati. Wait for the Illuminati. If you have a 5,000 to 1 post to actual dive ratio, you might be a scuba expert. <laughs> you might be an expert. If... Uh... <laughs> If you've got more wear on the letters of your keyboard than you do on your fins, you might be an expert. You might be an expert. You might be an internet expert if, if you're typing on your keyboard with your surgical mask on, your N95 respirator mask that you bought off the black market, in your room by yourself. You ever see these guys? I look at the cars driving. There's like, there's one person in the car and he's got his surgical mask on and he's got his goggles on. <laughs> he's in the car by himself. And his, and his gloves. And his gloves. <laughs> he's, he's been wearing all day, like, like out in public touching everything. And now he's like contaminating all over his, all over his steering wheel, his yeah. phone, his. Let's bring it on home. Yeah, yeah. That's not the point of wearing the gloves and the mask, dude. Exactly. What are these people thinking? <laughs> he probably yes. wears it in the bathroom, too, so. <laughs> well, yeah, that's my point, is they put the gloves on, <laughs> they wear them all day. They long, yeah. The idea is you got to keep your hands clean. No! <laughs> You're trying to keep your hands <laughs> clean when you go into a contaminated place. Yeah, that's good. And then get rid of the gloves when you go back to your clean environment. Wow, exactly. None of this makes it you worse at all. Of the glove. You got to get rid of the gloves before you reach into your pocket and grab your phone. Otherwise, it, you just put all that contamination all over your phone. Like, what are you? Like, I see these people. Like, what are you doing? Well, or they wear their gloves and they just grab it, grab it by the outside and pull it off. 
with the, you know, with their bare hand. They take one off with the gloved hand. The other one, they just grab with their hand and pull it off. Right. Everything and, I love is on your and hand. Then rub, and then uh, rub their eye, pick up their yeah. sandwich, grab the phone. Well, there is kind of, uh, you know, a similarity in the scuba world. It's like you, you think you just buy the gear and you're a tech diver. It's just like buy the gloves and the mask and you have sterile technique down. You're golden. <laughs> You know, it's, you know it's just, that's, a, that's a fantastic, fantastic analogy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I remember in medic training, we had to go through sterile technique and it was, it was, you know, a couple days long on just sterile technique and you had to keep going through tests and, you know, actual exercise tests, physical exercises where, and what I mean by that is you've got to keep one hand dirty, one hand clean while you're working. And what do you do when you contaminate? Are you seeing where you're cross-contaminating and stuff like that? It's so easy to do. There's a technique to it. I mean, you you know some docs. They'll tell you, working in the OR, those guys become masters of sterile technique. You have to. But it's not as simple as you just put some gloves on in a, in a mask. It's got to be done in a, in a certain way, and you have to keep track of what your hands are touching at all times. Are you also saying that <laughs> going, going to uh, 150 to 200 feet of water, there's more to it than just looking at the computer that tells you what your no decompression limit's going to be. Get doubles in the dive computer. I'm good. You might be an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I assembled these doubles all by myself. I feel bad because I put that southern accent on. That's you know, it's a, it's a slight southern accent. I feel bad that I feel like I'm insulting the southern people, but. Well, Just Jeff. that's a Jeff Foxworthy's fault. Yeah. Exactly. So where are we on now, number? Uh, we are now on uh, number eight, which is, hey, edit those underwater photos that are growing algae on your hard drive, Brando. That's something you could be doing. You, got you know what? I am 100% guilty. I, I was just looking so... One of the things that my wife and I did is, you know, we had that, that small bathroom in the fo- off the foyer there, that powder room, whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah. So it, when we moved in, there was wallpaper. We took the wallpaper down, and it was just sitting there. And we were redoing the kitchen. We were going to have the countertop guy put new counters and stuff. So it was just sitting there, the, the bathroom. And we said, let's just paint it for now. You know, I hate looking at the unwallpapered walls. So I fixed all, you know, patched any of the torn spots in the wall, whatever, and painted it. And we wanted to put some pictures up in there to kind of add a little something. So I went through my old Madagascar pictures because uh, she wanted to put, you know, some of the animals kind of thing in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed I have, I must have, I don't know, a good dozen folders of of pictures diving that I haven't even looked at. I mean, they're, they're just all raw files that have not even gone through post at all so so yeah i'm guilty i'm guilty i'll get to them maybe this is uh it's not just you it's uh i think there's a lot of divers you know (laughs) i said if this quarantine if we're lucky enough for the last another two months i'll get to them (laughs) yeah yeah, there you go well that's a lot of divers right now i think is uh that's one of the negatives of digital photography is you can do a trip and you you come home and you've got thousands of photos. It's like it's so easy to to, to procrastinate because you know the job ahead of you when you sit down to go through them. It's so much to do. It's sitting on your ass for hours and your eyes hurt and your heads hurt. It's it's yeah. 
And and that was the thing with the Madagascar pictures. You notice, I, when was I there? That was two years ago. So yeah, I'm just how now. Fast, how fast was that? Yeah. Yeah, those are the first prints of all those pictures. Of course, there were like literally ten thousand photos. It's a great chance for people to reminisce past trips, right? You go down old yeah. memory lane, and uh, it's almost like you're uh, reliving the moment. So that's a that's actually a really good one for people to sit down and do while you got a couple of spare hours of of time while you can't go to work or you can't uh, go get in the water, you can't do stuff. A great opportunity for the people out there to relive that diving feeling. Yeah. Uh, the only downside I see of that is you get to start thinking like, I need to go diving. You know, it's, it's it starts scratching at you. You, you got to go diving because you, you're back in these photos. You're back in it in your mind. And then it's not enough. You know, it's like... Um, I don't know. No, if do your it. girlfriend breaks up with you and you're quarantined for two, three months and you're looking at all these old pictures of you and your girlfriend having a good old time, something oh, crazy. Man. <laughs> you imagine, like, could you imagine if you, you just broke up with, with your girlfriend, like the day before <laughs> the quarantine and now you've been home alone for, uh, for two, oh man. That would have been like something in my repertoire of. <laughs> I'm sure the the movie is in the works right now. Okay, so number nine is uh, stay up to date with how the industry is adapting to coronavirus. To help the dive community stay up to date with what's going on around the globe, Scuba Diving has launched a COVID-19 blog that you can look at. This is where you can turn for the latest updates and press releases from the resorts and dive authorities worldwide so that you're always up to date and diving safely. So pretty good one. So if you're looking for info on scuba and uh, coronavirus and what's happening, jump on that scubadiving.com forward slash scuba dash diving dash coronavirus and you can get uh, some updates there. Hey, where do if, you if looking at uh, CNN all day, you know, isn't isn't enough for you? And you, need more, you need more COVID nineteen updates. Go to yeah. scubadiving.com forward slash scuba dash diving dash coronavirus. Maybe a little more accurate and honest one. Yeah. Um, We've come to the end. The tenth thing that you could do right now that uh, if you're really jonesing for uh, that feel of being a diver, but you can't go diving, is you could promote ocean conservation. Promote it to the what? You want to reduce single-use plastics, Brando? You want to I stop, do. You want to stop Mako shark finning? I do. Or you want to adopt a dive site? What about adopting a dive site? I have you, enough kids. Then get involved with ongoing awareness and lobbying efforts going on at Project Aware, which is supported in part by Patty. You can also use this time to research who your local, regional, and state representatives are so you can reach out to encourage the adoption of pro-conservation policies. Representatives accept emails and calls and letters from constituents, all of which you can do from home. Nice. Yeah, we got Earth Day coming up here in a couple of weeks. So people can get out there and they can start, uh, you know, they can go out to their favorite dive site and take a walk walk around and pick up plastic bottles and bags and trash and do like a little Earth Day cleanup on their upcoming little bit of daily vitamin D absorption from the sun and daily exercise, do a little 
walk around cleanup, pick up some trash in your neighborhood or at your local at your local diving hole. Shouldn't they be doing that every day? And I, I tell I mean, you, I, I, there's, there's enough trash out there. You don't have to look hard to take a walk, even in a nice area, and see trash. Yeah. Oh, I found it even on my property here. I'm like, we're the only ones on it, but somehow there's a monster can. We don't we don't have that in our family. So anyway, yeah, there's trash. I don't know how it gets there, but there's trash everywhere. Yeah, so you can make the uh, make the move yourself right at home. Bango. Bingo. That was, um, hey, that was, uh, you know what else they didn't mention? That. You know, the, t- the title of this, again, was How to Be a Diver Without Getting Wet. Whether it's a natural disaster at your dream destination, personal circumstances, limiting your time, um, limiting your travel time, or a global pandemic that's getting in the way of diving as usual, here are 10 ways to stay involved in the scuba community. And they really should have had 11. And that 11th would have been, listen to the Great Dive Podcast, people. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Like, we've got 150-some episodes that you can listen to and get right back in the moment. You're diving in your mind. Like, immediately. Like, you are back in the water diving. Like, you're a cave diver, and you haven't been able to go cave diving because of this shutdown, everything's closed down. Boom. You could listen to Incident in Indian Springs. You could listen to the Great Hall of Night. And bam, it's like you're scuba diving. You know, you could listen to the episode about the Fitz. And it's like you're on that shipwreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You could listen to Sea Lab. You'd be down there with Tuffy and Papa Topside. <laughs> oh, Papa Topside. I like the one with Jacques. I like the, the where I mean, he's in the undersea habitat with his wife and they're smoking and drinking. That's mine. That's the one I want to. I want to actually live that. That's what I should well, do. Well, uh, that's a good little teaser for the people as we uh, close up because uh, we do have another another episode of talking to old JC coming up soon. So stay tuned, people, and uh, we thank you for enjoying us. Uh, you want to. Uh, you want to log this dive? Well, okay. All right. All right. So, I, I'm, a, I'm an angry quarantiner. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm an angry quarantiner. Uh, angry, here, sign my logbook, you angry quarantiner. <laughs> I'm an angry. I'm just looking at all this dive gear. I'm looking at all my cameras, my underwater camera shit. I'm just looking at That's. I'm just sitting there looking at it going, I should be using you guys. Well, that's right. Here, let me sign your logbook. Shedding a tear. Okay, go ahead, sign. You might be an expert. (laughs) (laughs) You signed this long one. You might be a quarantine expert by the time you're done with this quarantine. If you make it through here. All right, people. We'll talk to you soon. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, hopefully we're diving soon. And stay safe out there. Peace out. Be careful. Peace out. Yeah, they didn't have a COVID-20 or something. I really would have liked a disease called Mad Dog 2020.
Wouldn't that have been better? This COVID nineteen is a little. Well, that's because uh, it's it's came out in two thousand and nineteen, and that's why it's called nineteen. Yeah, I know, I know exactly. Well, if we could only, well, next year's will be Mad Dog twenty twenty. So, well, it should be definitely. It's mutating so again. There's going to be a new strain of it for sure. So, I think Mad Dog twenty twenty yeah. is a perfect, a perfect <laughs> one. Twenty twenty strain. I survived Mad Dog twenty twenty. <laughs> I survived Mad Dog 2020 back in 1993 also. Barely. <laughs> oh, Mad Dog 2020. 